As Hashem, we are learning brachas on Daphne Gimel and Aleph, where the five lines down from the top of the page, where we said in the Mishnah, If they were leaning, one person can make the bracha for everyone. So the Gemara now explains, I'm a Rav. Now we had Rav on the banu of Membezimet Bez, Kinoch Nafshe when Rav died. So now we have continued, like we mentioned, this Kamada, not an Omer that goes by without Rav being mentioned over here. So Omer Rav, we only learned this din that one person makes a bracha for everyone, Elah, in regards to pas, only in regards to bread. The boy Heseba, that's when required to have Heseba, but leaning. The leaning we said yesterday shows that you're eating together. Aval Yayin, loy boy Heseba. But wine does not require a seba. And even without a seba, once they're drinking together, one person can make a bracha for everyone else. So we see the difference between pas, that requires a seba, that one person, a seba is talin, that one person can make a bracha for everyone else, as opposed to yayin, we said, does not require a seba. Rabbi Yechen said, I feel yayin, not me by a seba. Rabbi Yechen said, even wine does require Heseba, that if one person will make a bracha for everyone else, what do they need to have? Heseba. Heseba shows this kvius, that they're eating together. What does that mean? The is now going to clarify this machlekes. Ikita Amri, Amarav, Rav said, Loishano, Elapas. We only learn in regards to bread. Pas is bread. That's when Heseba helps that if they're leaning when they're eating the bread, that's when one person can make the bracha for everyone else. But wine is not going to help if, even if they do haseba. And in that case, by wine, each person, even if they're leaning, has to make his bracha on wine by it for himself. says, even by wine, haseba will help that echod is mevarich lekulam, that one person can make a bracha for everyone. What comes out, that according to the first Lashen, the first language of the Gemara, of the Machlekes, as to whether or not Yain requires a Seba, Wain requires leaning, which what would create a, a uh, Kvias. And according to the second Lashen of the Machlekes, is to whether or not wine will help, uh, does it have help at all? Okay. Now, the Gemara says like this. Mesri. We ask a question on the Brysa. Kate said, say the Haseba. The Brysa says as follows. What's the order of Haseba? How did it work? You come into the person's house, then what do you go? What do you do? So you say, well, nowadays you come in, and you go to the dining room table. You go, where else should you go, right? Well, what happens if it's not time, you come in a little early, it's not time to eat yet? So you know what the person might say? Oh, would you like a drink? Right? It's very common. Oh, come to the living room. Well, in those days, say, oh, would you like a drink? Can I get you a bottle of this type of wine or a bottle of that type of wine? That's what it was back then. Okay, because that's what they drank on a regular basis, right? So that's exactly what's happening. Instead of going to the left, to the dining room, at least in my house, my dining room is on my left and come in. You go to the right, to the living room, and they had a little yayin. Okay, now, Samara says like this. Mesa, Ketzad Seder has Seba. Orchinich the guests come in to the Balabites' house. 
V'yoshvin al gabi sarsfalin, and they sit on the benches. Al gabi kistasderois, or on top of chairs. Actually, konsekulum. So, picture the scene. They come in, and before they go to the dining table, they're waiting for all the different guests to come. So what do they do? They go to the living room, the den in the meantime, and they're waiting for everybody. While they're waiting, what do they do? Have you lehem mayim? Now, something which we don't do today, water is brought to them. Why is water brought to them? Kol echad ve'echad noitel yodei achas. Excuse me, each person washes yodei achas. One hand. Why are you washing one hand? So Taisa says, the top Taisa says, Mibnei kovid habracha. Because of cover for the bracha. <coughs> so they would wash the hand that they would hold. If they're righties, they wash the right hand. If they're lefties, they wash the left hand. Just one hand. Other Rishonim want to learn it's an inya of tumma and tahara, purity and impurity. Okay. But we're not going to focus on that now. They wash one hand. Then, now they the wine is brought to them. Each person makes his own bayre pre hagafen, and he drinks, and they don't make brachas for each other. Fine, that's the first part of the brisa. Brisa continues and it says like this: they finished that first stage of being guests in the house. They get up from where they were sitting. The Hasebu. Now they go to the dining room table. In those days, each person had their own little table by them, a little shulchan. There's like a leaning couch to sit on. It sounds good, right? Like Mamash like Kings. That's why we do this on Pesach. Mm-hmm. Now water is brought to them to wash both hands because now they're washing for bread. Afalp even though even though they originally washed one hand, like we just said, for drinking of the wine, now they drink washing both hands for the bread. What happens next in the Brisa? Even though beforehand, they made their own bracha. Now we're saying echad mevarich lakulam. One bracha can make a bracha for everyone on the wine the second time around. Okay, that was the price. Now the Gemara says to understand this price. What did Rav when Rav said What was he referring to? What Lashon was he referring to? Lashonu Ela Paz de Bayaseva. That bread requires leaning. That when bread requires leaning, that's what we're saying the bracha can be made for other people. But wine will not require his seva in order to make the bracha for other people. So now we have like this a kasha ratio. We have a kasha on the ratio of the brisa. That was what did we say in the ratio of the brisa? That we said all of the orchim who were sitting there, all the guests who were sitting there, they made a bracha on their own wine. <clears throat> but we just said 
wine does not require a seba, and you can make a bracha on the wine for others even without leaning. But in the ratio, in the beginning, ratio means the beginning, we said, you do need a seba. Ah, that's one problem. So Mugmar answers that problem, shiny orchin, the guests are different, the daitayu lemeyakar. That the guests, what did they do, we said? They came in, did they go to the dining room right away? No. They went, they sat on, the, on those benches and the chairs, and their intention was, after they finished drinking over there, they're going to go to the other room. Did I tell you, Melamekar? Their intention was to get up, and they're going to drink again in the next location. And it's, it's, it's like you have a Shinoi Mokum. We're going to learn this in the Mishtarush here. What's Shinoi Mokum? Shinoi Mokum is when you change your location. You're Meshana. Shinoi means to change. You're Meshana. So they were first sitting in one room. Now they're changing location in another room. And even that scenario, Rav says that each person makes his own bracha. Now according to that language, that Lashon, that Rav said, pass by bread only in regards to bread that we say, does the leaning create this this kivius, this set eating, that one person by the bread can make a bracha for everyone. But now we're saying wine will not help to have heseba in order to have one bracha for everyone. So now we have a difficulty. Now we have difficulty on the seifa of the b'raisa. Because in the seifa of the b'raisa, what do we say over there? That after they leaned, one person made a bracha for everyone else. Samara so says, shiny hasam. That case is different. That case is different. Why? Because once they're saying that Hesaba leaning will help for bread, for one person to make the bracha for everyone, so too, when they're leaning by Yayin, by wine, it will also work for one person to make the bracha for everyone. Okay. The Mishnah then continued and said, the, the Mishnah said on Mem Gimel, on Mem Beis, on Mem Beis rather, that now we're discussing the wine was brought for them in the middle of the meal. Okay? Until now we're talking, wine was brought before the meal. Sholu es ben Zayma. They asked the following question to Ben Zayma. omru, why did the Chum say, if wine was brought during the meal, each person makes his own bracha on the wine. And that one person not be moitzi other people. We have the other person in mind. However, if the wine is brought after the meal, Echod is mevarech lekulam. One person makes a bracha for everyone. Amar lehem and Zayma said to them, Hayil. Right. So we hear the question. Question is to repeat. Why is it that if wine is brought during the meal, each person makes his own bracha, as opposed to one person making the bracha for everybody? Right. The understanding is also during the meal they're doing what? Right. That's actually this side. Right. To the left, not to the right. Okay. They're all reclining. Okay. So Amar Lahem <clears throat> Ben Zaim responds, Hoyil, since 
Ve'en beis abliya panoi. Since the base of Leo, the, the throat is not free, it's not available. <coughs> Meaning what? What are people doing? It's like one of these, like, what color is George Washington's white horse? What, what are people doing when they're eating or drinking? They're eating and drinking. So therefore, they're busy and their mouth is not available to answer a main. They're not focusing on the bracha because they're busy eating and drinking. So that's why Ben Zayma said that during the meal, each person should be making his own bracha, and that one person should not be making the bracha for other people, because you're not focusing on the bracha that someone else is making, because you're busy eating yourself, drinking yourself. If you don't say amen. What we're saying over here, the over here is, is just, it's, it's very important to live in the Gemara. Now, many times, in the sugis of the brachos over here, this, the, what the, their customs of eating was different than our custom of eating, so it's hard to relate to it, but in this scenario, it's very simple. It's a, you're in the middle of eating, so you're putting the food in your mouth. Someone makes a bracha. Were you paying attention to what that person was doing? It could be dangerous too. It could be dangerous also. You're right. You're, not, you're drinking, the, you're talking, eating, and not supposed to be talking while you're, while you're swallowing, right? Okay, fine. Let's go further, Rabbi Yisai. Now, the next stage of the Mishnah was something that we don't do anymore, right? I just said that it's, uh, you know, many of the eating customs are similar, but many eating customs are not similar. Now we discuss something in the Mishnah of an eating custom or after the eating custom which we don't do anymore, which is what? Incense, like Tyrus. After they used to eat, they would make some nice smelling spices. Now, what do you do when you smell something very nice? You make a bracha. So first we're going to discuss this concept of this mugmar. The mugmar is this nice smelling spice. Someone did suggest that one of the reasons why they did this is it might help the digestive tract. Okay, I have no idea if there's any truth to that. Okay, it was my Harusa suggestion. <laughs> not, not putting it down, just I, you know, you made a suggestion. Okay, it could be. I'm thinking of another reason. If just a think back in those days, there was no air conditioning, and there was there was the the, the 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 general situation around you, you know, with the different smells and odors, might have been a little strong at times. So therefore, the one that you're eating, you want to have a pleasant time to eat. So very practical. You make nice smelling scents. You know, and you've lighted. Now the question is, when to make the bracha? What bracha should you make? Unto that we discuss right now. So, Gemara says like this: We said, he makes the bracha on the mugmar. Okay, what is this mugmar? This mugmar is this nice smelling spice. Midiktani. This we said in the Mishnah. So the Gemara is medayik from the Lashna of the Mishnah that it says, Vahu, and he makes the bracha on the spices. Who's the he? Well, what did we just finish doing? Rabbi said. And after we finished eating, what did we just do? Who made the bracha? We just benched. Okay? So the, the, the Vahu is going on the one who led the benching. That Vahu, says the Gemara, is the same one who led the benching, he should lead, he should make the bracha on the spices. He should make the bracha on the spices. The who, because it sounds like maybe there might be someone who's more qualified to make that bracha. But since he started, one understanding is, since he started the mitzvah and he made the bracha, so so too he should continue the, the mitzvah and finish the bracha. Okay, now, where else do we have a similar concept like this, Rabbi Yisai? I'll give you a clue, 10 days of the year. Whereas we have a similar concept of you start a mitzvah, finish the mitzvah. Oh, good answer, right? By the chazen 
by Aseris Samei Tshuva, that the meaning is that the Chazan who starts Davin Meirev at night, he's the same Chazan who will Davin of Shachris and Mincha. He'll Davin the whole entire day. We've, we've seen this by Aseris Samei Tshuva. So similar concept over here, the one who led the benching, he finished that mitzvah, he'll continue on. That's one understanding. So the fact that why is it that he makes the bracha on the mudmer, the one who made the bracha on the wine? Hayol, Sigmarah says, why him? Hayol, who? Not a yod of since he was the first person to wash Mayim Achroinim. Okay? Now, let's understand what we're saying here. Not al yod of Achroina is going not on last, but on Mayim Achroinim. Okay, he washed first Mayim Achroinim. And the understanding is like this. And we happen to have learned this recently in the Mishtaruish here. So once again, we're learning Brachos, Chelek Beis, and we're learning Baruch Hashem, Sechus Brachos as well. So we see the connections here. <clears throat> if you're sitting down and you have three guests, four guests, five guests, and now it's time to bench. Okay, you have five guests, up to five guests, it's time to bench. So let's, let's say you have, you want to give someone to bench, who should you who should uh, get the Maimar Chaynam first? The person who is going to be leading the benching, he should get the Maimar Chaynam first. Okay? One of the reasons is because it'll give him time to prepare himself for the benching. As opposed to, you give everybody the Maimar Chaynam, and then, you know, somebody's in the middle of just drawing his fingers, and say, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to lead the benching? Oh, then, then he's got to find the bencher, he's got to look for the place. It sounds a little uh, like well, that's the big reason. Well, that, yeah, that's one reason. That's one reason brought down so he could focus and get himself ready for the benching, leading the benching. So, <coughs> another understanding is why is this same person, the leader of the benching, is the leader of the mugmar, meaning he makes the bracha on the spices, and the understanding is that they're both to remove zuama. Zuama is shmutz. Just like Maimachrain takes away the zuama, takes away the shmutz. Also, this mugmar, this, this, this uh, nice smelling sense, also, the smell also is, is to also remove any zuama. Fine. So, also that connection. Says the Gemara further. This approach that the one who makes the, le- the leader on the benching is also the one who makes the brach on the mugmar, on the spices. Nice smelling sense. This is a good support for Rav. The Amar Rav, Chiyo Bar Ashi Amar Rav. Chibarashi says in the name of Rav, Hanoitel Yodov Tchilob Achreina Hu Mizumen Lebracha. One who washes his hands first for Maim Achreinim, then he is the one who leads the benching. Once he's the one who leads the benching, he should also be the one to make the bracha on the Mugmar. Now, when I said in the case, if there are five, because let's say you happen to have ten guests at the table. In that case, if you give the last person to wash first, he's not necessarily the one who's going to be leading the benching. Because it's already too far removed from leading the benching. So, I personally don't wash my machrenim until everyone else washes. Because you're not supposed to be talking, Rabbi, you say, after you wash my machrenim. After you wash my machrenim, there's no more conversation. And that's what he said also yesterday, the day before. He say, share malus, and then you wash my machrenim. That's how you should do it. Okay, and once once we discuss Ma'amachrenim at a separate point, let's mention that don't just wash the tips of your fingers. 
said the Mishtaburin said like this, in Simon Kupay Aleph, brought from the Machaz Shekel, Ra Alai Hamaisa Asher Reisi. It's bad what I see. That people are just washing the tips of the fingers. You should wash at least the second knuckle, the Gra says, the hand. Okay. At least the second knuckle. So you can ask me a question, but they put out the little wash. That, that's not a cash. That's not a cash, boys. It's wrong. It's as simple as that. There are a lot of things that happen. Okay. Yeah. Somebody decided in the Judaica store to make a nice looking thing that has that holds enough water for for Mickey Mouse. Okay. You know, and you shouldn't have any mice in your house. Okay. One last point. We had to record offers for some Mayochrin discussion, but one last point. Mayochrin. There is no difference. Mayochrin is not something special for Shabbos or Yontif. My Mechreinim is my Mechreinim. So if you wash my Mechreinim, if you have that meaning of washing my Mechreinim, as Mechaira says in Simon Kupay Aleph, Sif Aleph, my Mechreinim, it's obligation. So then the same way you wash on Shabbos or Yontif, you also have to wash during the week. There's no difference. Interesting Maisa. There's a lot to ask in this following Maisa we're about to learn here. So you could ask the questions later because I don't really have the answers for you now. Okay, I probably have the same questions you have. Listen to this Maisa over here. Rav Vireb Okay. How Yosef came the Rebbe, the Sudusa, the great Rav, and Rebbechia were sitting at a Suda of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. So we know Rav is a Tanul Pala, which means he's at the middle generation, at that that the the, the threshold over there, where where he's considered to be like a Tana to some degree, and an Amoira. Okay, because you see, Rav is sitting at the table of who? Of Rabbi Yudah Nasi. Who was Rabbi Yudah Nasi? He was the final editor of all of the Mishnayos. So this is the last of the generations of the Tanoim. And then also, Rav continues the next generation of the Amaroim. So he's sitting by the great Rabbi Yudah Nasi at the table. Amalei Rabbi Rav. Rabbi Yudah Nasi says to Rav, Kum Mishayidach. Please go up, wash your hands. Rechia sees his friend Rav, is, to some degree his Rebbe Rav, is, is, is a little, is a little uh, shaking. Rebbe just told him to wash his hands. Amr lei, so he's concerned. What, does he think my hands are dirty? I have to wash my hands? Amr lei, Rechia, says to Rav, bar pachte, which Rashi says, ben gedolim, you are a descendant of great people. When Rebbe told you to go wash your hands, he wasn't saying because your hands are dirty, but rather, He's telling you, go wash your hands so you could get ready to leave the benching. Now, someone that suggests maybe it's that with Rav's humility, he didn't expect that he was the one who would be leading the benching. So that's, why else would you tell him to wash my hands? Not because I'm leading the benching, but it's because my hands are dirty. Why else do you tell somebody to wash their hands? So that that's, could be a pshat. Okay, fine. Let's go weiter. Now, we learn further in the Mishnah, Sigmar says like this, Amr Abizeira, Amr Rava, Bar Yirmiyo, Reach. When does a person make the bracha on this reach, on this mugmar, on this nice spice after the meal? Mishetale Timurasa, when the smoke comes up. So frakti maro amar lei rabbi zayir lerava bar yirmiyah rabbi zayir asked rabbi bar yirmiyah but you didn't smell it yet you didn't smell it yet so how could you make the bracha you weren't nana you didn't get the hana yet 
So Amalei, he answered back, well, Tamech, according to you, that you hold, that you should only make the bracha only after you get benefit on it. I bear chasamaytzi lechem and aretz mevarech lo yachal. I have a whole lo yachal. Don't you make a bracha hamaytzi? When do you make the bracha hamaytzi? Before it. So, so it should be no different over here also. Hello, daiti lemechum. Your intention is to eat, to, to eat the bread, right? So you make hamaytzi and then you're gonna eat it. Did you get hanol beforehand? No. So how's this indifferent? Hachanami daiti daiti la ruche. Here too. You you have you lit the spice you lit the incense over the smell so also you wanna you also you gonna you're gonna make the bracha and you smell it afterwards just like by bread no problem ah right so, so that's a question that you can ask my, my you know my chulos and I were discussing this <coughs> that like what what's what's the shyly here is that not the norm you always make the bracha beforehand so I don't like this answer but maybe as an answer can be is that you always have to learn something the first time. Right? The Gemara is, you know, we are we are beneficiaries of the Gemara. Right? So it could be maybe also that's what that was the case with Rav. You know, Rav didn't know that this my machreinim, right? That you're gonna leave the benching. Like I I don't like that answer so much, like I said. But but uh, yes. We always make the bracha first and then we do the action. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a few exceptions to the rule. Right? So a few exceptions. Okay. Now we have the, the Gemara going into a little more of the spices of this Mugmar. Okay. Omar Bechia Bereida the Abba by Nachmeni Omar Achizda Omar Rav. Vamrila Omar Achizda Omar Ziri Kol Hamugmaros. All the different types of Mugmar, <coughs> the different types of nice smelling things. Mivarchin, Aleyen, Bayrei. Interrupt myself for a second. We are all used to the bracha of Bayrei Mine Bissamin. Okay, we make this every month, so Shabbos. Fine. Now, we also are familiar with the halacha, we've learned until now already, we know that whenever you have an opportunity to make a bracha more direct, more specific, you should be making the bracha in the more specific, more direct way. Now, therefore, I'm going to ask you a question. Imagine a scenario. You go home today, and someone shows you an esrog, and he says, it smells amazing. It, 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 it's months after Sukkot, and it still smells still, 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 still great. smells great. Here, smell it. What do you have to do? You have to make a bracha. What bracha do you make? By the name of Salman? No. Hanois and Reach Taiba Paris. You're thanking Hashem... Who's nice and reach taif, who gives a reach taif a good smell, the papyrus and fruit. There are different specific brachas which we're going to be learning now about Hashem giving nice smell to the wood. What's an example of wood that smells great or, or the leaves on the wood? Hadassim, for example. Okay? It's a hard wood, the hard eights, and you make a bracha. And in fact, there are those who have a minute. To buy hadassim every Arab Shabbos. You go to different communities and, and they buy hadassim based Mustama on the Gemara in Shabbos Taflamagimo days, where Shimba Yechai and Rabbalazar of Shimon they came out from the cave and they were about to destroy the world again. And you see, you see somebody running and holding hadassim. So what are you doing with those hadassim? He says, What am I doing? Like, what, what, do you, what do you think? It's covered Shabbos. Covered Shabbos. Hadassim for covered Shabbos. 
He says, oh, that's what you're doing for Adas, that's what you're spending your time in for a mitzvah, covered Shabbos. They left the world alone. They let, let, let it survive. They came out the second time, right? So, now back to our Gemara, okay? Now, since the... Fine. Except for that type of uh, um, spice, the mushk, maybe musk, it's a type of animal. Okay, make a boy mean or something like that. Meisve, fact the marakasha on Rav Chizda, ain't the varchim boyi atzei b'samim. You only make a boy atzei b'samim. Ella ala farsimoin shall base Rabbi, ala farsimoin shall base Kesar. You only make atzei b'samim on the afarsimoin of the house of Rabbi or the Kesar, the Caesar. The al hahados shebechamakim and hanadasim that gives a beautiful uh, smell. Even when it's not burnt. Okay? So, that is the, that is the case of the Mishnah, of the Kasha. So, Agmar says, to Yufta, and Echnami. It is a question on the Braisa as a Kasha on Rav Chizda. And he says over here on the Mugmar you make a bayre mine bisamim. Okay? Make a bayre mine bisamim. Fine. Says the Gemara further. Amrle Rav Chizda with Rav Yitzchak. Rav Chizda says to Rav Yitzchak, Hai Mishcha da Afarsamoin, this oil that, this oil of Afarsamoin, my Mivarchni Lave, what bracha do you make on it? What brach do you make on this oil of fire samoin? Amalei, he says the brach you make is Look at this bracha. Look at the beautiful bracha. That Hashem created the oil of our land. Rabbi which is our land? Eretz Yisrael. He's saying you make a beautiful bracha of this Rabbi Yehuda that says you make a bracha by I'm sorry for that distraction we had a minute ago. Okay. Now, now I want to point something else out. The Afar Samoin is grown in which city in Eretz Yisrael? Yerichai. Now, how many times have we said Yerichai, learn about Yerichai? And have we ever asked ourselves the following question? I'm asking myself as well. What does the word Yerichai mean? What does it sound like to you? Reyach. Why is it called Yerichai? It's called Yerichai because of the beautiful smell. Because the Afar Samoin grows in Yerichai. Could I to come just for that alone? Okay, Reyach. Now, so Rav Chisus says back to... Rav says he can't bring a raya from Rav Yehuda. He can't bring a raya for a proof from Rav Yehuda that you make the bracha of because Rav Yehuda loved Eretz Yisrael. 
So therefore, the bracha he said you make is based on Eretz Yisrael. That's why the bracha you make is based on Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Lekuli amamai. So everybody else, what bracha would they make on this bracha? Amar lei, Rav Yisrael said to Rav Chizda, Hachi amar Rav Yechanan, Hachi amar Rav Yechanan, Bayre Shemin Arev. You don't make the bracha on this afarsamayin of Bayre Bayre Shemin Arzenu that Hashem created this oil from our land, but rather you make the bracha Bayre Shemin. Hashem created the oil Arev, the sweet oil. Okay, because we said that that this afarsamayin had a nice smell. Let's just see a drop further over here. Om Rav Adabarava, we know Rav Adabarava was a Talmud of Rav. Rabbi Isai, how do we know Rav Adabarava was a Talmud of Rav? Because, as my memory, if my memory serves me correct, if you go back to the bottom, last words of Membez Madbez, and I encourage everyone to do that, take a look and refresh your memories. This is Kam Rav Adabarava. This is after they buried Rav. That was what we learned yesterday, okay? So, it's around 20, within 24 hours. Baruch Hashem, I still remember it, okay? So, Rav Adabarav was a Talmud Rav. If you can't focus on this, you'll get the Tanoim, the Amaroim, you see everyone's connected over here, how the connection works. So, Amrav Adabarav, Hai Kisharto, this Koisht, okay, and some learn it's Kastos, okay, not Kasko like the store, but Kastos, okay. So, Mavarchin. You make the bracha atzei. Atzei is what? Eats. Wood. Hashem created atzei v'samen. Ava mishcha kevisha, but it's the oil that was was like uh, soaking in this kastis, in this koisht. Loi. You don't make an atzei v'samen. But afkahano amar afilu on the mishcha kevisha, on the oil that was soaking, you make an atzei b'samin. Avo mishcha techino, but if it was ground, uh, if it was ground up, this oil that was now crushed up, this kasas that was crushed up inside of it, loy, that you don't make a bari atzei b'samin, but rather you make, that you make a bari, well, so you don't make a bari atzei b'samin. Okay. He said, no, even on the crushed up castor stuff inside of this uh, oil, you will still make a, I'd say, this summon. Let's just see over here, finish the, the turning now to the top of Mem Gimel Amid Beis. Amrav Gidul Amrav Hai Simlok. You know what Simlok is? Jasmine. Okay, this jasmine has three rows. It's a type of asif that has three rows. The varchin love apparently has a nice smell as well. Okay, so what brach do you make on jasmine? Bayre atzei v'samim. Amrav Hananel, Amrav Hani Chilfi de Yama, this spike nard, can't tell exactly what that is. Bayre atzei v'samim, make a bayre atzei v'samim. Okay. Omar Marzutra, my crow, where is the proof in the Pasuk that says that you make a bracha 
Now you learn out on the Giv'oyulim, on the stalks that are called, or rather they're called eights. Where is the proof? Which Pasuk proves this, that stalks are called eights? So you bring, go back to our discussion in Yerichai, where it says in Yeshua, Perak Beis, Pasuk Vav, V'hi ha'losom ha'gogo, and she brought them to the rooftop, and she hid them in the stalks. Eights over there, we're saying that the, the Givol, this is the stalk, the eights. Let's conclude over here. Over Mesharshia, hi narkoim. Narkoim is chavatzel sasharon is is roses. Now there are different, apparently two different types of roses. You have the hard rose, the hard um, stem rose, or the soft stem rose. The ginusu, if it's in the garden, mevarchni lavei bayri atzei v'sami because it's a harder harder uh, branch. The dava, but if it's in the fields. Then, not atse, but because it's softer. There are those that learn the Dudaim, perhaps the Dudaim that we learn by Yehuda, and we will stop here.